Hey sis, if it's your first time listening to She Is Becoming, welcome to the show. We are a podcast of multi-generational women studying God's word together, dedicated to being transformed by the renewing of our minds. You can find our episodes on all the major podcast platforms and on the Minnesota Grace Church app and website. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so that you can get notifications when a new episode comes out. To learn more about who we are, follow us on Instagram at She Is Becoming Podcast. We do the best IG lives. We do the best giveaways and sometimes we just post like funny stuff so you should just follow us on there without further ado i am your co-host delaney and i am here in the studio with my co-host bev and bev i have a question for you i think i know what the question is but ask i have (laughs) a very important question for you how has god been speaking to you lately Well, just something that I noticed about a week ago was that um, I need to listen more and talk less. Hmm. Uh, And I need to really watch the idea of topping. So like, I have to get my two cents in everybody's story. And I really don't have to do that. I know that truth. But I'm kind of just I've caught myself kind of slipping into that bad habit. And so, you know, I just want to ask the Lord right now as we sit here, Lord, help me not to do that, to listen more, to talk less, and to ask questions of the person talking rather than adding my two cents. And yeah. I think that just makes you a, a kinder, more loving person to do things like that, because we all want to be listened to. And so that's that was something that the Lord just kind of poked me on these yeah last I feel weeks. like we all do that we just feel like we have to add oh I experienced that oh that my story blah 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 yeah and sometimes we just we just don't no but exactly it, that's, a, that's a good word because we all do that yeah it's called topping you don't want to top people I've never people. heard of that before yeah well I think I gave it that name but it's a good I, name. I just yeah it it's not it it's I don't want to be that person <laughs> I hear you I yeah hear you. It, I, and I also like I don't know when you notice other people that you feel like are always talking about themselves yeah I always am like I don't want to be that person so I feel like right it's always like I have to check myself like did I just add my two cents into mm-hmm. everything that you just said and am I talking about myself way too much like that's something that always makes yeah. me a little nervous. And, and the way to get over that is to a- listen carefully, mm. ask further questions about what they're sharing. Yeah, that's a good word. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Yeah, something we can use every day. Yeah, I hear you on that. Okay, well, let's, can you introduce what we're talking about today? It's a great topic today. It's such a big topic, but for it is real. going to be um, an interesting topic for all of us to have fresh in our minds. And the topic is the reason for everything the glory of God. Hmm. Um, I once heard a quote that I really loved. God's glory is the goal of all things. That's beautiful. It sounds simple. And yet, you know, God's glory is so complex. Mm -hmm. And there's so many verses that we could go to in scriptures uh, discussing the glory of God. But 1 Corinthians 1031 tells us that whatever you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Mm -hmm. The glory of God is the reason for our existence. Isn't that just stunning? And people run all over looking for themselves or their purpose. Um, It is the reason for the Bible's existence. It's the reason for Jesus's death and resurrection, for the existence of heaven and hell. And, you know, we could just keep listing them. Everything, all things is to the glory of God. Ephesians 3.21, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. So, Delaney, today we want to focus on three things. First of all, the definition of God's glory, 
Second, how do we glorify God? And third, how have people in the Bible tried to steal God's glory? That could be really helpful for us to see and recognize when we might be doing that. So start off, just do a little teaching for us. What is God's glory? Yeah, well, the Bible does have a ton to say about God's glory. Like, just as I was looking up all the verses, I was like, man, we can't include all of these verses. There's so many. Um, But something that's really beautiful that I thought was just amazing is just the imagery of glory in the Bible. So if you think back to Isaiah 6, which I feel like we always talk about on this podcast, but it's just such a foundational, amazing passage of the Bible. So in Isaiah 6, God's glory is described with the Lord. He's sitting on his heavenly throne, right? And the seraphim are covering his face and his feet and they're they're praising, they're worshiping, they're saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. whole earth is filled with his glory. So God's glory is displayed when his holiness is displayed. We see that correlation in this passage. And then also, if you look at Psalm 19.1, it says, the heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. So his glory is also evident in all that he has created. And then if you look at Matthew 5.16, It says, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So God's glory is displayed in you. We see these three truths from these three different verses in scripture. Another really cool imagery of glory is um, light. In Isaiah 61, it says, Arise, shine for your glory has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. So we know that the light that expels darkness is God's glory, right? Because we know that God's glory is displayed when his holiness is displayed. And we know that you know, with holiness, God, God can't be around anything that's unholy. So the light that expels darkness is God's glory and it shines into the darkest places and situations with the radiance of who God is. Um, there's, there's another thing that I heard. Um, I I think it's from Wayne Grudem that I got this, but it says that he says this about God's glory, that it's created brightness that surrounds himself. Oh, that creates a picture, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. And there's a lot of depth to that phrase right there, but light refers to a revelation about himself. It's a metaphor or a manifestation of, of his glory. So I feel like light is a really good way for like our finite minds to really just get a better understanding of his glory. Um, but some more characteristics of glory we can find in scripture. So Isaiah 42, eight, it says, I am the Lord. That is my name. My glory. I give to no other, nor my praise to carved idols. So God is sovereignly in control of his glory. Like he has complete power and authority over it, which I had never thought about those two things being put together. But we know that, um, other characteristics of God help us better understand the other characteristics. Like they build on each other. So I thought that was interesting. And we also know from scripture, um, we can see in Philippians 2, that it says that every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord for the glory of God the Father. Wow, that last phrase I hadn't noticed in that verse before. I know. I feel like sometimes we skip over glory. Yeah, for the glory of God the Father. Yeah. Every knee's going to bow, and that's going to shine a light on God's glory. Beautiful. And we also see from these passages that like God is passionate about his glory. And in the end, he promises this, that this is what's going to happen in the end, that everyone is going to bring him glory. Um, so we also know that all things were created for God's glory and to bring him glory. 
for his glory, as it says in Isaiah 43, 6 and 7, that those who are called by my name were created for my glory. So as image bearers, like bearing the very name of God, as children of God, like we were created for his glory. And at the same time, we also are continuously bringing him glory. So if you look at 1 Corinthians 10, 31, as you said, like it tells us that everything that we do, we want to bring glory to God. And so God's glory is something that also... I would say can be experienced in a way. Um, if you look at Numbers 16, 19, it says that then Korah assembled all the congregation against them at the entrance of the tent of meeting and the glory of the Lord appeared to all the congregation. So we know that it's something that can be seen. It's something that can be known. And then if you look at John eleven forty, it says that Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? And so when you are experiencing God, his wisdom, his righteousness, like his joy, you are getting a glimpse of his glory. And so we are getting glimpses of his glory today, but we're going to have enjoyment with his glory forever in heaven. And so this really good definition of glory, um, I really think is twofold. I think first it's, it means honor, um, excellent reputation it would be this would be like his holiness it's this part of glory that man falls short of because of sin as we see in romans and then i think the other part would be the radiance of the glory of god which we see in scripture too which is this and i got this again wayne grudem i mean all the good definitions i feel like are from wayne grudem but it says it means that the superlative honor that should be given to god by everything in the universe and so this also describes the honor and the glory of God that's shared amongst the Trinity. God's glory is not something you can increase, but it is something that you can showcase. So God's glory is his alone. He's sovereignly in control of it, but we can showcase the glory of God. And I feel like that's important to understand just as we go through all of this and talk about people who've tried to steal God's glory, that we actually can't take God's glory away, but doesn't stop people from trying. And we also can just not really be good image bearers of his glory. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big responsibility when you think about it. But you do see this glory manifested in the Bible. Um, and the question now for us really is, Delaney, how do we glorify God? Yeah. Um, 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, Whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. So the first step in living to the glory of God is to rightly see yourself. We are sinners, mm. hopeless without the intervention of God in our lives. We glorify God when we acknowledge this before him confirm his spiritual diagnosis of us. Next, we glorify God by receiving from him that gift of salvation mm. from our helpless state by having faith in God's son, Jesus Christ. That really is the bottom line of how we give glory to him. I acknowledge my need for Jesus as my savior. I acknowledge the need um, the, for the Lord to help me lead a life that glorifies God. Mm -hmm. I am then given the Holy Spirit within me to guide me to live in a way that glorifies God, yeah. that reveals his glory. But I totally have to remain on him. It's so easy to, to think that something good in me is going to glorify God. No, it's only God's presence within me and working through me that God's glory is revealed. So as I live, he needs to help me, empower me, and guide me to follow the ways of the Lord. And that's how I glorify him. Mm. So you can't do it without him. Yeah. Um, I think we try at times, and we end up just 
uplifting ourselves yeah, well, and that go that's a dead end road well it's so full circle because he created us for his glory he helps us and then he helps us glorify him like right. that is just so full circle of like who god is yeah even what jesus said to mary when her brother lazarus died did i not tell you that if you believe you will see the glory of god so what that tells me is when the gift of faith or belief is given us that's when we see the glory of God. We we may not mm. ever see it if we do not acknowledge our state and our need for God. And then as we uh, come to him, he will reveal it to us. Can I share a story with you um, about someone that's been in the news lately? Her name is Sydney McLaughlin. Yes. And she um, won a gold medal in the 400 meter hurdles at the Olympics. Uh, breaking her own world record, by the way. That's so cool. But, you know, she was very quiet on social media. But now that it's behind her, listen to this Instagram post where she glorifies God. She says this, and I'm quoting her. Let me start off by saying what an honor it is to be able to represent not only my country, but also the kingdom of God, she wrote. What I have in Christ is far greater than what I have or, or don't have in my life. I pray my journey may be a clear depiction of submission and obedience to God. Mm. Even when it doesn't make sense, even when it doesn't seem possible, he will make a way out of no way. Not for my own gratification, but for his glory. Wow. I have never seen God fail in my life, if anyone's life for that matter. Just because I may not win every race or receive my heart's desire does not mean God had failed. His will is perfect. And he's prepared me for a moment such as this that I may use the gifts he's given me to point all the attention back to him. That could be a, oh a my what goodness. it means to glorify God. Just that last the line. Humility. He has given me to point all that he all that we have is given to us so that we might point all the attention back to him. And on a stage like that where yeah. you could so easily be like, yeah, it's I did this. Like I worked really hard for this and I and me and me and me. Like yeah. that's some serious humility right there. Isn't it? Isn't it? I mean, and it was so sincere and so um really from the heart here. It's beautiful. And she's she's actually uh, deflecting any glory to herself and putting the spotlight on God. Mm -hmm. But now there's a lot of people, Delaney, in the Bible who didn't do that. Yeah. Tell us about a few of them. Oh, man, the glory thieves in the Bible. As <laughs> I was looking this up, I was just like, this... Yeah. Wow. Um, so if you look at people in the Bible who have tried to steal God's glory, I, I think we should call them glory thieves personally. But first off, as we've said, you can't steal God's glory. Like it is something that belongs entirely to him and only he is deserving of it. But many have tried and there have been consequences for their sin. And I love that the Bible has stories about people who are broken and who have messed up because as much as the Bible tells us what to do, it also tells us what not to do. And so we can really see this in the tower or in the story about the Tower of Babel. Oh, that's a classic. Oh, yeah. man, that's a good one. So you've probably heard the story in Genesis 11 um, about the Tower of Babel. Um, and it, this happened around it was like 400 years post flood. And in this time, people lived longer. So it was a short enough time that people would have remembered God flooding the, the entire earth. And what's so interesting to me really about this is just that A, um, God flooded the earth because of man's wickedness. B, he preserves a remnant of the righteous. And C, God commanded them to spread out around the earth and multiply. D, within their lifetime, 
the same remnant of the righteous disobey and decide it's a great idea for them to build a tower for their own glory. Wow. You know, I'm like, that's just so interesting to me. And I'm like, we can see so much of ourselves in this, you know, but I'm just like, you literally just saw God flood the whole earth because of wickedness. And then, okay. Anyways. Um, and then in Genesis 11, four, it details what the people said. They said, come, let's build ourselves a city and a tower whose top will reach into heaven and let's make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered abroad over the face of the earth. That that to me, like they literally were like, let's make a name for ourselves. Yeah. And that's just pretty sobering to it even is. read. It is. They're really throwing down the challenge to God. Yeah. Right there. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. And so their, their disobedience here is twofold. They don't scatter like God commanded them to. And then they put themselves on a higher level than God. And so this is idolatry and idolatry and God's glory are in opposition to each other. Idolatry seeks to replace God with something that God has made. And it's an exchange of priorities, focus and worship from God onto us. And from the beginning, like we've been idolaters. Um, Adam and Eve exchanged God's glory for disobedience. Israel exchanged God's glory to worship a golden calf instead of God. And so stealing God's glory can be really be defined as idolatry. And a glory thief is ultimately an idolater. So I feel like these are good questions to ask yourself, which is like, do you put recognition on your name before God's? Mm -hmm. And like, is your worship focused on him or you? Like, I feel like what the story that the story that you just shared, Bev, about um, Sydney, like that is such a practical way for us to always just bring glory to God. It's just by like when someone gives us a compliment being like, thank you, but all glory to God. Like Mm -hmm. God is the one who enabled me to do this is always pointing it back to him and not letting it stick on us too much. Mm -hmm. So so, true. Yeah. And so then continuing on, um, with the story, like their disobedience doesn't hinder God's plans. Um, amen for that. But God had told them to scatter and scatter them. He did like God confused their language so that they couldn't complete the tower and they were forced to scatter like as God commanded. And so our insufficiencies lead us to idolatry instead of our insufficiencies and weaknesses leading us to God who is sufficient and opposite of weak. And so we really are just exchanging God with idols when we ask like this or when we act like this. And so another question that came up um, as I was just you know, looking up all of these verses about God's God's glory is how does boasting in our faith, like we earned it, detract from God's glory? And so really like if you boast in your faith, then you are a glory thief. Like the fact that we even think that we have something to boast in doesn't make sense, first of all, because faith is a gift and grace is undeserved. Like faith is a gift and grace is undeserved. And if Jesus's life, death, and resurrection bring glory to God along with our salvation, like you said, Bev, then staking the claim that I saved myself or my faith saved me undermines God's grace. Grace is the catalyst for us to cross from death to life. And God's glory is the reason for the change. And so in our weakness, like God's glory is ever more apparent. God's glory remains 
to be the exposer of our insufficiencies because of his glory we fall short and it remains to be the illuminator of who he is and how worthy he is of worship and so at the same time that all this is happening like you can showcase God's glory instead of boasting in your faith instead of me boasting in my faith instead of building a tower to your own pride and glory like you can showcase God's glory And experiencing God is a way to glorify him. Enjoying God is a way to glorify him. And the way that you live your life is a way to glorify him. So like, we just want to ask you, are you doing that today? Like, could I look at your life and know that it's more about God than about you? Like, what would your life show me about who God is? Would it show me all these accomplishments, all these accomplishments of Delaney and Bev? Or would it be like, man, I can really see the character of God through the way that she lives her life. Mm-hmm. So that's just a question we want to ask you. And it's through weakness. You know, I, when you were talking about um, weakness and tr- thinking that we're so strong, I thought of the Apostle Paul who mm-hmm. said, I came to you in weakness and how he delights in his in his thorn in his flesh because then it, God gets more glory. Yeah. So rather than to try to fake being strong <laughs> Admitting our weakness and our need for God is actually the way to glorify him. Mm-hmm. So people get confused about that. I, and I know I have as well. So, But I just want to go back to something you mentioned earlier, Delaney, about a golden calf. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and how it correlates to stealing God's glory. In Exodus 32, we find the Israelites in the Sinai Desert. Now, God had just finished doing such great miracles, powerful signs, manifestations of his presence mm-hmm. and love for them through the 10 plagues of Egypt, which caused Pharaoh to let the people go. Also through the crossing of the Red Sea, another miracle. Now they're on their way to the promised land of their own. And they stop in this area. God has called them to meet with him here and to worship him. And God calls Moses to the mountain, which is thundering and glowing, by the way, with God's presence. So Moses goes up and he meets with God. And you know what happens? The people get restless. The people ask Aaron, Moses' brother, to build them a golden calf to worship. Moses returns and pronounces judgment on the people. Remember, he throws the tablets at them. Mm -hmm. He grinds up this idol and makes them drink the water. But what does this really mean to us when we consider this concept of glory? Well, To me, this says God's glory is all around us, too. Mm -hmm. His miracles are everywhere, and what he does for his people is just as amazing today as it was then. Yet, we can forsake him and seek our own glory or ignore God or run after much lesser gods, small g, things like money, popularity, power, the perfect body, the Mm -hmm. next meal, even our children. These things can become our idols in that they will displace God and his glory. Mm. Um, so, boy, we really have a challenge when we think about God's glory today. Yeah, It's we, so interesting, too, that like after all these like big displays of God's glory, that the temptation was so readily there for them to like detract from God's glory. I know. Like that's to a, abandon that, him. That's a pattern in both of these stories. It is. And it's it's human nature. Yeah. Um, and if you're not walking closely with the Lord, you can fall into these types of glory stealing. Yeah. And I feel like remembering who God is and all that he's done in your life is a really great way to not be a glory thief. It is. You know, we glorify God, Delaney, in the way we live. The bottom line is obedience. Each time we choose to obey God, 
follow God, seek God, we glorify God. Some examples, forgiving glorifies God. Mm. Loving the unlovable glorifies God. Helping the weak glorifies God. Building up the body of Christ glorifies God. Raising our children to love God and to walk in his ways glorifies God. So that, that I, if we had to sum it up, I would say obedience. Walk mm, in obedience yes. and God's glory will be highlighted. Yes. So I wonder, is God's glory the goal of all things in your life, Delaney, in my life, and in your life, listeners, that's where we started, that God's glory is the goal of all things in your life. You don't have to go running, looking for purpose and meaning. The meaning of our life is to live this life in a way that brings glory to him. Amen. Amen. Will you pray for us? I will. It's it's such a big topic Mm -hmm. we've tackled here today. Lord God, as we speak about your glory, we can hardly take it in, hardly comprehend the greatness of that glory that is never diminished, Lord. But yet we cannot experience it because of disobedience, because of snatching that glory for ourselves, Lord. Forgive us when we do this and help us to instead to always deflect glory to us, to glory to you. Lord, help us to be like Sydney, Lord, and to focus people's attention on who is the one who enables us to do anything worthy in this life. And it is through our weakness, just like the Apostle Paul, that we actually glorify you the most. So to you be the glory for this podcast, Lord. It's your work and for your people. In Christ's name, amen. Amen, amen. Well, it was great to be with you, sisters. Join us in two Mondays on She is Becoming.